homework, quizzes, assignments, chores at home. Sometimes it may feel like you have an endless task of things to do. And why? Is it to make your parents and teacher happy? Sure. Doing well in all these things does make your parents and teacher happy. But that isn't the only reason or the main reason why you are assigned work. It benefits you a lot. Every time you complete one of these tasks, you learn something more about how to do something. You become more prepared to do it again in the future or something similar. All these skills that you're learning and everything you do will not only help you in the classroom, but also throughout your life. Study habits and time management are important as well as they help you set priorities. That is the topic of today's episode on the Learning Lab, as you'll hear my top 10 list of study tips and ways to better manage your time. Welcome to the Learning Lab. I'm your host, Nick Warren, broadcasting from Maple Ridge, British Columbia. On today's episode, we dive deep into my top 10 study study habits and time management tips. My hope is that you can take some tips from today's episode and apply them to your life. Number 10, take a break from social media, video games, YouTube videos, Netflix, whatever you like to do in your downtime. Let's face it, in the moment, you'd rather chat with your friends, but it's time to get down to your work. Close the split screen with your chat open, put your phone in your drawer with the ringer off, and get rid of those distractions around you. If you have to do your assignment on an iPad or computer, then turn your notifications for any apps that may be distracting you off. You may think that you can multitask with all all these things around you, but not only will the work take much longer, the quality is likely to suffer as well. Says number 10, put all those distractions on hold so you can focus on what you need to do to study or to complete that assignment on time. Number nine, be engaged and actively listen during lessons. This means focusing on the speaker, taking notes, if needed, to fully absorb what's being taught. Participate in discussions, ask questions. And you can even tell your sibling or another family member what you learned about. Number nine, actively listen. Number eight, use your reminder app, your iPad calendar, or another planner tool to keep track of your homework, quizzes, and other upcoming things that you need to do. Tracking what you need to do is important. We all forget things, and by using the tools we have available to us, like the reminders app on your phone or iPad, the calendar, or girl-fashioned hadn't-written daily planner, you can keep track of what you need to do and when you need to do it. That's number eight, using a planner to keep track of what you need to do and when you need to do it. Number seven, keep a routine. Get into a regular routine of when you do certain things. For example, you may have an hour free before dinner every night from 4.30 to 5.30. Well, set this time aside for doing assignments and studying. Then maybe you have time to read from 8.30 to 9 p.m. every night. The times will be different for every person, and it could be every Tuesday or every Thursday you do this. But if you get into a main routine that works for you and your schedule, 
that will help you with being consistent on when you do things. And that will aid you in your homework and studying. If you want to do well or improve your understanding, you should be putting in the time at home. There's no substitute for hard work. Number seven, keep your routine. Number six, have daily and weekly objectives or goals in place. For example, if you have a large project due in three weeks, break it up into smaller parts. During week one, your goal may be to do all the research. During week two, your goal may be to do all the writing. And during week three, your goal may be to put it all together into your presentation. By breaking things up into smaller steps, it will allow you to see something large as smaller tasks, and it won't be so daunting. Number six, set small goals or weekly objectives. Number five, don't procrastinate. What does that word mean? It means leaving things in the last minute to complete. When you do this, your work can often be rushed and messy, and the quality isn't as good. Things often come up on the day before a project is due or before a test, and if you've left it to the last minute, you may not have time to fix any mistakes as well. It's easy to spot students have been procrastinating as they come to school the day of a test, when a project is due, and they're often tired from staying up late completing it. Number five, don't procrastinate. And now, a commercial break. Why didn't the bird go to the hospital? Why? Because he needed a treatment. (laughs) Number four, think about how you learn best. There are visual learners who prefer pictures to learn important things. There are auditory learners who prefer listening to things like this podcast to learn about important things. Then there are tactile learners who prefer to learn by doing and experience things with their hands. If you're a visual learner, then look at diagrams to study important terms. Draw pictures when you're solving a math word problem. If you're a tactile learner, try teaching something, someone what you've learned. Number four, think about how you learn best and apply that to your studying before a test or when you're trying to solve a certain problem. That's number four. Number three, ask for help. If you're struggling, just ask for help. Your teacher's there to help you, but sometimes will not know you need help until after the project is due or after you've written the test. All you have to do is ask. You can even ask them in private or send them an email. That's all it takes. Number three, the symbol is that, ask for help. Number two, Find a peaceful and quiet spot to study and complete your work at home. Make sure you have good lighting. You're not too hot or too cold. Don't surround yourself with a bunch of people unless you're getting help from them or it's a group project. Just make sure there's nothing around you that will distract you. Number two, find a peaceful or quiet spot to complete your work or study at home. And before number one, let's recap. Number 10, take a break from social media, chatting apps, cat videos, Netflix, all those things that may distract you. Number 9, be engaged and actively listen during lessons. Number 8, use a planner, a reminders app, or the calendar on your iPad or phone to help you keep track of when you have to do things. Number 7, keep a routine daily or weekly. 
Number six, have daily or weekly objectives in place, especially for the projects, break them up into small parts. Number five, don't procrastinate, aka leave things in the last minute. Number four, think about what type of learner you are, auditory, visual, tactile, and apply that to your studying. Number three, ask for help. And number two, find a peaceful and quiet spot to do your work at home. And the number one tip is think positive about yourself. Believe you can and have a growth mindset. Our brain can grow depending on what we do with it. If we teach it new tasks and new things, it will change. It's constantly growing in this sense. The opposite is also true with what we call a fixed mindset. For example, if you say, uh, my parents told me when they were my age, they struggled with long division. They never got it. They never understood it. And my older brother failed it, so I know it will be true. So what's the point of even trying? I know I'm doomed. That's a fixed mindset. And with that attitude, there's no possibility of you succeeding. You're not even going to try. Believe you can do well on the test, on the project. That's the first step. If you don't believe and want to do well, then you won't. Once you believe, then you can use all these other nine steps to help you reach your goals. There you have it, the top 10 study tips from the Learning Lab. Thanks for listening.